Hello and welcome to Breaking Late, a motorsports podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me back again is JD. How was your break, mate? Yeah, fantastic, mate. Got a little bit of fishing done and uh, spent some time with my son. Um, it was quite good. It's good to have the racing back on the telly. It was. It was a pretty full-on weekend, actually. A lot of racing, especially the... I was really enjoying the Eastern Creek round um, with the, the Porsches and that and the yeah, 86s that and that. Um, it was quite a good round to undercard. watch. Yeah, it was, it was quite good, uh, especially that last race in the Porsches. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, had the... The best of the Asia Carrera Cup versus the best of, well, the pro drivers from Asia versus Australia's pro drivers. It was pretty interesting to watch. And which one came out on top? Uh, Australia sort of walked away with it a little bit. There was one um, guy from the, the pro Asia um, tour that did quite well, actually. It seems that he'd never driven the track before. He did pretty well. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was, it was pretty entertaining. The Porsches were really good to watch and the 86s didn't. Once again, I really enjoy watching them. It was great, and especially because they have those wild card entries, you know, yep. Dan Canto and that that come through. It's it's exciting, you know. And they, I don't know how they do it. They they're actually racing and they're talking to them over the radio. This is the common commentators. Oh, that yeah, that's they're hard talking to, do. to them while drivers, they're driving. <laughs> not all drivers can do that. I don't know if you saw the um supercar t- uh, media. Uh, what do they call it? Like the intro video when they do the driver that takes you around the track. Oh, yeah. They had Michael Caruso this um, yeah, at doing this. He didn't say in- much. He didn't say much. And even commentators like, oh, it's Kyle Caruso. He um, is definitely not getting paid by the word for this one. <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah. you get some drivers that just chat the whole way. Yeah, I think the one of the best ones was um, quite old one. They, they play it all the time in the intro on Fox. It's uh, Brocky giving his description of the lap around Bathurst, it's quite good. Yeah, we'll have a see if we can find it. Um, but it was great to see the V8s back again in action. Yeah, it was excellent to see them again. They actually um, was quite a good round too. Well, we did. We lost the round because we didn't go to KO, which was good because it gave us a bit of extra break. Yeah, it gave a few of the teams that built complete new cars in that short four-week break. It was, it was a few. Um, Triple Eight. Yeah, Jamie. Cup, Jamie had a new Jamie's car. got a new car. I, I'm Garth. not sure what she's named actually, because he always names his cars after girls. I'm not sure what this one's called, but yeah. uh, Garth got a new car as well. Yep. Um, and Lee Holdsworth. Yeah, I Carl Reinley got a new car. Yeah, yeah. So now it was definitely um, it was good to have that bit of a break, but all the teams up there, and then you've got um, Erebus that finally got a replacement for the rest of the season in Che Davies. Yeah, he's jumping up from development series into the main game. Shay's been around for a long time now, but he's he's done it, been in and out and stuff like that. So he's he's quite a good driver. He, he improved a lot over the weekend. Like his um pace on Sunday was a lot better. He was actually fairly close. Like you know, he was about two seconds or something behind, or a second and a half at that time. We even went qualifying, and I was actually quite impressed with it. I was he wasn't the last. No, absolutely. He did a pretty good job over the weekend. You got to give it to him that I don't think the Erebus or the HRT car is yep. the easiest car to drive out there. And he he did quite a good job. He's really good. We had um Chaz Moss that was very quick this weekend. Uh, it's something I actually wrote down in my notes. Um, was Chaz has his mojo back. He does. It is back. Yes, it look was out, Frosty. You're going to be look, looking silly in the qualifying states again because Chaz is just pulling out those one lap. Well, you look at that uh, qualifying on Sunday. He managed to save two sets of brand new tyres over everyone. Oh, like we'll, he just did we'll so talk well. About that. What's your opinion on it? Um, we got out of the car really early before everyone else, and oh, this fired you're up about Scaifey. Scaifey, Yes, okay. Scafy was not happy at that. Ah, uh, look, it's... Do you think it was just Scafie's one of those people that's very gamesmanship-like? Yes, Scafie he'll is, push you. Yeah, exactly. Scafie he'll sit push in the, the car right up until the end. He'll just... Scafie would have fitted in perfectly in Formula 1. Yeah, it's mind he's, games. Yep, and he's always about beating his teammate. He's always about... He had to tick all these boxes to be happy. Chaz is just happy to go out there and drive the car fast. He doesn't really give two hoots yeah. about what's mind games Scafey wants him to play. He really doesn't care. I'm I'm sure if he even seen the footage he would go, I'd do it again. Like Yeah. Well he was quick enough, he still got pole. Yeah, yep. 
And it turns out not everyone went out anyway. Like a lot of people did go out again. Majority on Sunday. of people went went out anyway, regardless. It didn't but, go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, to each their own. I probably would have sat in my car for a little bit longer and maybe bolted exactly what Scaife said. Bolted some tires on it just to make it look like I was going to go out and thought that the track was going quicker, so everyone else went out. Mm. But you yeah, know, Chaz is Chaz. He's that's how he is. He's always that's how he's always been. Mm. Also, in that qualifying session, the HRTs at the start were very quick to a yeah. point that I was like, wow. Like, they've, because we haven't talked about this yet, but it's definitely going to come up a little bit later the dumping of HRT from Walkinshaw. Big news. Yes, very big news. But I thought, I'm, I, and I'm really hoping that this, the fact that they're no longer the Holden Racing team as of 2017 is going to be a good kick in the ass. Yeah, I'm. I I honestly don't know. I thought they were being kicked in the ass enough as it is. I d- I don't know what's gonna bring. Yeah, how many firecrackers do you need to light under them before yeah, they do anything? I, honestly, they pretty much need to. I don't know. I think they've already got quite a big budget, so I don't think the budget's the problem. Um, maybe they need to get rid of some key staff members and and uh, start fresh. poach. Yeah, poach some good ones, just like Penske is and. Mm-hmm. That and uh, Roland Dane did the same. He's he stole um oh God I forgot his name but Shane's engineer who was Lance's engineer last year. Uh, uh Phil f- McPherson. Uh from FBR. FBR. Yeah. You know you've got to make those cutthroat decisions. And if HRT is not going to do it, sorry, it's the world they live in. You know that VHC because it's very competitive sport. Look, I don't know what the the splits are, but I think two-tenths of a second got you like eighth on the grid on uh, on Sunday. So it's super competitive. Two-tenths of a second, you know, that's a couple of metres here and there breaking. That's hitting the apex perfectly and or, or missing it by half a foot. You know, that it's it's only little increments that bring two-tenths of a second. Oh, well, yeah. It's like the whole field, Carl Reinler was an exception on Sunday because he was 3.3 seconds out. You go back to Shea Davies, he was 1.37 off pole. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's not too bad. Yeah, and like Carl, um, and for his first weekend back in Andre Heingarten is one point oh seven, and Andre's in not a bad car. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm actually really impressed with it. I'm a little annoyed at the livery. I loved the Hungry Jacks livery on that car. Yeah, it is a bit of a shame to see that the backing must have disappeared, and they've gone to I Betty's. Have- Betty's um. Supermarket or not supermarket? What do you call them? Shopping mall. Yep, I understand why she probably would have done it. It's probably easy for her if she's got control to go. All right, we're just going to do it. We're going to bite the bullet. We just got to sponsor the car for the rest of the season. Where yeah, and hungry also, jacks and everyone go. Oh, we can do a one-off. We're not going to commit for the rest of the season. And also, I guess maybe they put performance things in there as well. I'm not sure how their their contracts all work, but I'm sure there's some sort of. You know, if um, if you're not finishing in top tens, we're not going to give you as much money. Yeah. These sort of things, or there's benefits for finishing higher and whatnot. And but that car's not probably not going to do that. No, but either way, it was a great first meeting for Shane Davies. The sad day race, Michael. That ending, what an ending! Oh, like I was kind of like I thought, Win Cup would get him. I thought he would too, to be honest. Yeah, I I did. I Win Cup looked the fastest. Oh, he definitely he come at it in a great rate of knots, and um, but when he got there, you got to give it to Shane. He made what one or two mistakes max yeah. on very old tires. Uh, he went a little bit wide at turn one or something, or turn two. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, and he um he didn't get a good run, and Jamie got up the inside, but geez, he did a good job to hang on to it. It was good, and like the one person that I didn't notice come through the field at the end was James Courtney. Yeah. I was like, how many positions did he come up? Right at the end, I'm not 100 percent sure. Total two. He qualified yeah, quite qualified well. Qualified well, yeah, he did. But That's yeah. probably one of the best qualifying sessions he's had all year. The HRTs this weekend were actually quite decent. Is that par. to do with something with low grip circuit? Probably because you look at the they're good on street tracks, which I can't imagine are the highest of grip. Maybe that's something to do with it. Yeah, characteristic. On the low grips, they can just. Get their cars around the tracks, but on the high grips, they probably just kill cars and got no pace. Yeah, they're not getting the benefit of the grip. But either way, for James Courtney to come home third, like this was his first, I think, first time on the podium. Yeah, I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure. Yeah, I read somewhere sure. about it. Anyway, but yeah, it was 
still, like, a good result after the news that, you know, Holden Racing Team got given during the week. For them to come home, get a podium on the Sunday, uh, the Saturday, sorry, was really good. Chaz Mostert dropped down three positions. He was the pole sitter, finished fourth. He really, he just didn't get it off the line very well, and he... No. Race went backwards from the start. He's he's still having this drama of um, not being able to convert. Qualifying, yeah, best, Qualifi- best qualifier in the field. Yeah. yeah. But he just can't convert him into race wins. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's a silver bullet for that, but yeah, he just can't seem to do it. Scott McLaughlin had a pretty good showing. He didn't qualify all that well on the Saturday. I think he started about eighth, but finished up fifth, which was a you know it's a good gain. He was up there right at the end, but I think his tyres just fell off with Lowndes as well. Yeah, they were stuck in their own little battle at the yep. end there. They, uh, Scotty got past him and went up the road a bit, but he just didn't have enough to get get up a bit further. Same with Lowndes. They they did a great job, come up a few positions, but they probably both needed to qualify better. They Yeah, they both and qualified further And they probably would down. have been a bit more in contention. Gartander got a 10th, so that's a pretty solid result. Again, like we said... The HRTs on the Saturday did quite well. Frosty, 11th. He lost two positions through the race. He didn't have a good weekend. No, not at all. Um, I was watching an interview with him after Sunday, and he's like, yeah, let's go back to Homebush. Let's get rid of this round and bring back Homebush. Yeah. He's like, I love coming home, but, geez, this track is cursed for him. He's, n- he's never really done well there. No, and it's just, I think, Tim Edwards kind of knew something like that because I didn't see Tim Edwards in a bolo shirt. <laughs> like he was wearing the super cheap shirt a lot this weekend. Yeah. He jumped ship, I think. Yeah. But maybe. It does, it's something that because of the cars not all having the same sponsors, it really does look like he has to pick or they're not a unified team. Yeah. And with is, him chopping is. and changing shirts. Is Red Bull and HRT the only team now running same livery for both cars? Oh, Penske, sometimes they ran two man cars. Oh, yeah, you, you are right. They did run the same, but majority of the time majority they did not. Majority of the time. What do you got? You got... I'm pretty sure that... It, Kelly, oh, no, Kelly's sorry. That, God, there's Lucas. an obvious one. No, Lucas runs different ones quite often. Um, Volvo. Yes, Volvo. So there's probably three teams that every meeting turn up with both their teammates looking the same, where every now and then some of the other teams do. And gone are the days where everyone, like it was... Every car looked the same. Well, not every car, but, you know, the teams always were exactly the same. Yeah, well, the teams were cheaper back then, so they didn't need as much sponsorship. And Mm. now it's so expensive to run a V8 supercar team. You know, when you're looking at a big deal, it's still only enough to run one car. Anyway, that was um, good results there. It was good results on the Saturday. On the Sunday, the race results, Cup picking up race number, or race win, Number 100. Yeah. Well, good on him. He Congrats. is just, I don't think, it's probably a bit early to call because he's uh, he's still quite young, but I don't think anyone's going to match uh, his Race success win. rate. It's 25% conversion rate. Yeah. That's, that's unbelievable. Ridiculous. It is unbelievable. It One in four races. Yeah. He wins. It's crazy. It really is. Gary Rogers picked him up. I think it was his first season in 2000 and no, 2002 is a long time. 2004, 2004 I think it was. Mm. He's been winning for 10 years or something. Yep. And, and like it's the cool thing is, like he, like he said, all his wins have been in Triple Eight. Yeah. Every win has been for um, Triple Eight. That's that's pretty impressive. Not many uh, drivers out there can say all their wins have been for one team. All, all 100 of them. <laughs> yeah, and 100 of them. Yeah, it was Unbelievable. Good. It was good for him to get that monkey off his back take a bit of pressure because he kept being a bridesmaid yeah and i did uh his couchy was getting angry the day before did Mm. you notice that in the race 18 he was getting the shits basically that shane was making jamie try so hard to get past him and yeah like this is a big event you should just let us pass (laughs) i would have liked Craig to win his 600th race. Win Cup to win on the Saturday and Craig to win on the Sunday. It would have been a little poetic. It was still pretty cool that Craig got on the podium for his oh, 600th yeah. race. 600 races later and you're still... He won his first ever race there too. Yeah, I know. He was, he's, Craig is just a freak. Full uh, circle. To be like racing 
600 races later and still be like fighting for the race win. And he only lost at Matt Pitstop. It was it's actually quite interesting the whole weekend. Some of the things to take out of it, the tires, mm. they just were not hanging on that track where they it was no. very fast. Frosty had that big incident with his tires and yeah, then that lost a cord on the inside. Yeah, edge and then trying to get into the pits, and you had David Wall, uh, Dale Wood, Dale Wood. Sorry, what's your what's your take? Was he who who was in the wrong there? Ah, uh, well, I guess no one was really in the wrong. I think. Dale Wood probably needs to calm down sometimes, and he was pr- racing someone a little hard that was only trying to get into the pits. Like he was limping. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it wasn't like he was battling, but yeah, he was. I think I he just was like, oh, "Fire out! I'm just, I'm just going to go around yet now, around the outside because I'm on this side and oh, the inside." And yeah, I mean, Frosty was not in a good position anyway to be left on the outside around that ter- corner. No, no, he, he, I guess he just got freight trained, and that mm. was it. You know, there was not much he could do about it. It's un- unlucky for all that were involved. You know, Dale probably lost a position out of it as well. But just unfortunate that probably the team probably should have been on the radio and said Frosty's coming in. But you know, it's very yeah. hard to see these things and that. From Sunday, Moffat versus uh, Van Giers, and then second question penalty. Do you think it was? Uh, I think justice, it. or do you think it was? Uh, you know, a little bit over the top. I think it was over the top, and I'm pretty sure 85 percent of people on the V8 Supercar website believe that too. <laughs> That's a very certain figure. We're just checking it now. 85 percent. There you go. I do not believe that the drive-through penalty was the correct penalty for that incident. I think that moving forward from there, yeah. What what do you for, think? I, I think it what do you think should be done? Then? Next time, basically. It should have just been like a five seconds added to his finish time. Give him a five-second penalty. Yeah, it d- it, I agree with you 100%. It seemed a little bit... He readdressed straight away. Yeah, he it, had the option to take off. He didn't. He, he did, let Shane go. It, and if you have a look at the move closely, it doesn't look like he's just piled into the back of Shane and spun him out. He, he actually went for a legitimate move. Shane started shutting the door. Yep. He's got on the brakes harder to try and not make contact, which is then obviously inevitably locked the... He was on the edge. Yeah. He's locked the rears up. Well, Shane takes a bit of a different line through there. If you notice on the sad day as well, um, Wincup didn't really want to pass there. Yeah, and he kept opening the door. It kind of looked like Wincup might go up the inside there as well. I don't think you can really blame Shane for it, but, uh, well, you can't blame Shane for it at all. He's 100% innocent. You know, Moff probably should have no, knew the door was going to shut, but I don't think it was due uh, a drive-through. It was probably no, a I bit think over the top. Moff was just having a great result. He was. Best result of the year. That was going to be, what, fifth and sixth, fifth I think. Fifth or fourth, I think they were at the start. Yeah, I think it was possibly. Fourth, fourth, fighting yeah. over. But he was, I think he was just, he needs to get this calmed down if this is the reason. But I think it's just, yeah. He was getting a good result. He saw the door. He went for it, got a little excited. Shane went to close it. Bit hard on the brakes, locked them. Jeez. It's a slight tap. It's like no bodywork damage at all on those cars. Jeez, there'd be some races where they wouldn't even penalise it at all. I, I, he, I he, was... Because he redressed. A if car, he took a, off, I understand, you know, penalising him. A car did get past Shane, which is unfortunate, and it's probably what pushed them to give him a penalty. But I don't think... Crime fit the time. No, I think that was too harsh. And yep. It should have just been a five-second penalty. That's that's what I believe. Yeah, it was a real shame to see Moffat's great. I think he come home 18th or something like that in the end. This is uh, a real shame. Let's um do something we haven't done in a while. Let's do the leaderboard. Championship points. We haven't done this for a while. So let's oh. see how the championship standing is now. We're only a few, well, we were a few. We've still got a lot of weeks, but we're halfway through the season now. We're up to the big points rounds too. We, we're into Enduro Cup season now, which I, I honestly can't wait for. I love this time of year. It's it's my it's favorite it time of V8 Supercars. I really get into this time of year. I love it, especially when you've got Bathurst Day coming up. Yep. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, can't wait for the pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you look at the top five. Jamie Wincup, Shane Van Gisborne, Craig Lowndes, Mark Winterbottom. I was about to say Mark Webber. 
Well, if he wants sh- to dip his toes in, yeah, uh, yeah. why not? Come along. We'll, we'll get you a car. Somehow yeah. we'll organize you a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we just call a team. I got Mark Weber on the line. He wants the race. <laughs> Sorry, Scotty McLaughlin, you got to move out of the car. <laughs> Making way for Weber. No. Um, so you look at the top five. Scott McLaughlin starting from fifth. Scott McLaughlin, Mark Winterbottom, Craig Lowndes, Shane Van Gisberg, and Jamie Wincup. They're the same top five from basically the when we first did our episode yeah yeah and it it has started orders, blowing out a little the bit the order's but. changing a bit but i do have a feeling that frosty's dropping off it does look very ominous for the rest of the field at the start of the race if you have a look it's triple eight triple eight triple eight yeah yeah and they're like they're starting to pull away mm-hmm. it's not like a couple of points anymore it's a couple of round wins versus dnf's Craig Lowndes is third and is 198 points off first. Yeah, even Craig's starting to get out of touch. And he's had a few race wins, but it's just Jamie's been having these great sad days. He's not getting the race wins, but he's well, getting Jamie, a lot of trophies. Jamie's getting podiums. A lot so. of second place trophies he's getting. Yep. Well, now maybe he's got the 100. Maybe he can put some uh, first, more first place ones back up there. Uh, Shane's doing a great job. I think he'll be very happy with how the start of his season's gone. And he's really starting to pile on the points now. Shane's like starting to mature a lot, and he's driving that that triple A car really well. Yeah, it, it seems like they've started to find how to engineer that car for him, and he's found how to drive it, and everyone's meshing properly because he's just started in the last few rounds. He's starting to get more and more race wins. So if I was Jamie, I to be honest, Shane would be the one I'd be worried about. If Shane didn't have the incident in Tasmania and then the error that he did in Darwin, he'd be leading the championship by a good couple of hundred points. Yeah. Jamie really needs to watch out because I think Shane can mature a lot at Triple Eight and they will help him cut down on these little mistakes. Triple Eight, one of those teams that makes the drivers stop doing these small things or they take on drivers that they know that they can. Yeah, well, I think they deliberate. They've they covered their bases now with their drivers. You got Captain Consistent in uh, Jamie. You got Craig Lowndes, which is the crowd pleaser, and also he has really good days, and then he has um, other days where he's not doing so well, but still manages to pull out, you know, fifths and sixths and stuff like that, and still bring home a good bag of points. And then you've got Shane. Shane's the exciting one. Shane could be fifteenth one day, not very much anymore actually, but he could be fifteenth one day, and then next day he could be pole. Yeah, he's one of those drivers you're not 100% sure how he's going to go. Yeah, and I, he's just getting more and more consistent of definitely not the 15th. He's getting the, the poles and winning races. So he's, he's very popular great. too. Like Lots of people love him. Yeah, well, he's a very likable guy. He's a very flamboyant driving style. He likes to hang it out there and he's not scared to... Drift it. Yeah, yeah. well, he's not scared to give it a bit of wheel spin and stuff like that. Let's talk about it. Last week... The bombshell dropped. Yeah, must they must be pretty disappointed. That triple oh that triple eight will be becoming, as of two thousand seventeen, the Red Bull Holden Racing Team. How do you feel about this, Michael? I have no issue with Triple Eight becoming the Holden factory team. My issue is with the name. No, Ike What is your issue, Michael? Maybe just retire the the HRT name and one and also, I do have a small issue with, you know, I have the issue with um, the Triple Eight becoming the Holden Racing Team because Triple Eight has always raced against HRT. And HRT's been, like, was their main rival at the start. Yep. And now the rival is HRT. Oh, HRT is now... Them. Yeah, they, they, yeah they've gone full circle. <laughs> they used to hate them, and now they are them. It's <laughs> They hate us because they the ain't us. <laughs> yeah, that's my issue. <laughs> I, I, I see your point. I, no I worry a little bit about it's going to... I'm not a big HRT fan myself anyway, so uh, I worry that it's going to confuddle uh, the fans. It might turn some fans away from the sport, which is n- not what we want for the sport it's right now. not what now. we need. Yeah, so that is a little bit worrying. Um, I think HRT, or, sorry, Wilkinshaw will keep a lot of their fans. Um, I hope they keep the same colour schemes and stuff like that. I know that they might go back to their orange and black HSV Dealer colors. Team. Yeah, the dealer team. Because 
that's the obvious path for them. Obviously, they've yeah. got to go that way, at least for next year. If the year after there's talk of other uh, manufacturers maybe approaching them to to build a car, but I think next year they've still they've just got to prove that they can build a competitive car because at the moment they're the ugly duckling for the big teams that are spending. And lots I of can money. understand why Holden were going. No, well, why are we sponsoring the slow Holden? Because it's not like Holden's a slow in the sport, like. The car to beat at the moment is a Holden. Yeah, well, 75% of the field are Holden. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but they are the car to beat. They are like the fastest cars at the moment. They are because Triple Eight. Yeah. So I can it's understand like rewarding them for it, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like the Holden Racing Team name moving across. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting time seeing how it goes over with the fans. I think maybe it'll grow on us and we won't notice it because, um, you know, when they were better electrical, Triple Eight and stuff like that, it was hard when they went to Vodafone and then they were Vodafone and then they went to Red Bull. It always felt weird mm. to begin with. Now. Oh, I, I know that. Now I, I can guarantee like September next year, I'll be like, wouldn't think of calling, like, you know, they're just going to be HRT. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon they'll still be Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, almost triple eight. I still be keep calling them triple eight. Everyone does because that's what they are. It's like a lot of people call HRT Wilkinshaw yeah. because they are. That's what they are. Ryan Wilkinshaw owns them. Yeah, he does. So good luck to them. They need it because they've been struggling. Well, if this doesn't, like we said, if this doesn't light a rocket under their ass, I don't know what's going to. Back to the triple eight thing. What's your opinion on the fact that Triple Eight will be the sole builder of the Holden car from 2018? Well, it's interesting. I want to see how that works, but I honestly don't know how the new series of V8 supercars, or no, sorry, supercars, Virgin Australia supercars, uh, will work from 2018. Because there's so many variables that are still up in the air. Mm. We're going to wait for all that stuff to come back down and really... So give us an honest opinion sort of where they're heading with this thing because at the moment it's it's still very questionable. Well, like I want to know what's going to happen to likes of BJR or do you think, here you go, I think BJR could leave Holden. I do think there's could be a few teams. I think um, BJR will be one of the first. BJR, you know, people like Lucas Dumbrell probably will stay. They already they're customer cars. I'm talking about like if BJR can't build their own Commodore because Triple Eight got the contract to build the one and only Holden chassis for this well model as be a V6 turbo. I, I look. I hope some of the teams do. At mm-hmm. the moment, other than Ford and well Volvo and Nissan have come up, but let's get some more manufacturers in there. The, the cars are going to be very similar anyway. Let's get some more manufacturers in there, get some more fan involvement and, and move forward because really what they're going to is it's not going to be traditional V8 supercars anyway. No, so they're going to lose V8. some fans anyway. Yeah, let's, let's get in there and let's get it going. I'm actually really impressed. Like Now you think about like Volvo's had their commitment where they've gone, they've run their pace, they've done their couple of years and they're going to be out. I think it's good to see that you know Nissan, they, their commitment at the start, I think I underestimated the original commitment that they put in. They've done four four cars since the beginning, and they're still backing. Like when they've lost sponsors, Nissan has helped pick up the slack. The slack. Yeah, they brought in Nismo and stuff. No, it's that's been a great. Good thing I for think Nissan. Nissan I, has I been really appreciate perfect. what Nissan have done for this sport. Yep. Uh, I think there's some other Japanese manufacturers that probably should take a look at what Nissan's done mm-hmm. because it's it's been great. It's been great for the sport. I think a lot of Australians appreciate it too. Well, the next round for V8s is the Sandown 500. Mm. The retro livery round. Yeah, it would be interesting to see I what comes out. I don't mind the fact that they do a whole round. like the. You know how like Bathurst and stuff the last few years, you're going, oh, we're going to the retro thing. And some of the cars did it and some of the cars didn't do it. And then when you see all the cars that did it were racing together, it looked really good. But then when they weren't, they're were racing with the other cars that looked odd. I think it's good that they've now, like, everyone... I th- uh, is everyone doing it? I think... Well, I honestly don't know. They've called it the retro round. I assume they'll be pushing for most cars to do it. I think it will look good if all of them do it. 
Yeah, I don't know if all of them will do have it. Have retro, because you get Red Bull, like, from, like, the early 80s, or 87 or something, when it first... Well, that's what I wonder. Do HRT or Red Bull go, like, the Marlboro... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not allowed to actually say that. <laughs> right. Channel 7 would blur that out. <laughs> we don't um, know what smokes are there. Yeah, yeah, of course. But would they, the, you know, the red and white, go back to those good old days of Peter Brock and that? I don't think Red Bull could. Triple Eight, Lounsey got away with it. Yeah, well, maybe they could do it for Lounsey's car. Yeah, but... You still I, put Caltex branding on it. Yeah, but Caltech's logo is a big circle. It's true. I don't know. I have We're no answers designers. for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were no help. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your hot tip then? Hot tip. We're going enduro season. Going enduro season, going to sand down. Who do you think I'm going to choose every time? You're going to choose Lowndes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I'm not going to choose Lowndes for sand down. I'm going to choose Wing Cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, like, should we not do this race? Let's do... Who do you think is going to win the Pertec Endurance Cup? So let's not talk rounds. Because this is like second and third. You think like 10 to 1 at last year with Luff. Craig Vance. <laughs> <laughs> well, he won it the first year. <laughs> well, this weekend had one of my favorite race meetings. Spa. I love Spa. It's a it nice, is. fun track. It is an amazing track. It's good. And Yes. Oh, that El Rouge. Yeah, it's wow. fucking crazy. You need uh, some big kahunas to drive that. Yeah, well, what do they reckon in an F1 car when you look up, when you're going up El Rouge, all you can see is the sky. You can't see the road. Yeah, I would, I'd probably believe that. I've seen footage. They were doing interviews standing on the corner, and you couldn't see the corner. Like, you couldn't, over the crest, you couldn't see the road. You can only see the straight that goes down to the source. You can't see the actual road that comes up. That's... That's how steep it is. There's a video, and I, I'm pretty sure I'll find it. I'll try and remember. Um, it shows you the comparison up Elru of all the um different categories racing, like so you got GP2. Oh F1. yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, comparing them. Yeah, 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 and it shows you how quick GT3. The F1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've that, seen that's that. that's that's bloody mind blowing how quick the F1s go through there compared to everyone else. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's flat out. Don't lift. I don't know about well, you. Well, I don't think these days they are 100% flat out now uh, with the torque and stuff. The Mercedes and the Red Bulls and your Ferrari probably are. And Force India maybe even and um, Williams, but you've got your manners and stuff like that. Definitely wouldn't be flat, I reckon. What about a Renault? Do you reckon they're flat? They don't look very stable through there. Um, <laughs> I, I saw Magnussen get flat on the throttle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And then he went into a wall. That's probably jumping you by the head. Jump, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, w what would you like to take away from qualifying or practice? Or what would you like to talk about? Sorry, I just, <laughs> jumping back to V8, sorry. Yeah, okay. To start from Lowndes, we didn't even talk oh, about it. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went from like fourth to first in the first corner. That was... I thought he was going to win the race. <laughs> I, I did too. I was like... I can't believe we didn't even think of this. <laughs> yeah, it was a fantastic... That's it rocketed off the line. <laughs> That's why I just had that moment. Yeah. You see me have yeah, that Yeah, moment. you were like <laughs> waving your hands there. I was about like, all right, let's talk about qualifying. You're like, <laughs> No, that was a fantastic start. And like, it, I didn't think he was going to get Mostert. No, Not I around mean, the outside. And um, he just had enough that when he squeezed Mostert, Mostert lifted out of the throttle. That's because a it was by Mostert. It was. It was more mature. It was... I don't think Moss is that immature, actually. No, he driver. makes pretty smart moves. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he did He did quite a mature move there and went, well, this is going to end in one or two ways. Everyone's going to hate me and I'll still retain the lead mm. and get drive through. Or I can <laughs> let, let the, the people's crowd... champion go <laughs> <Yeah>. through. <laughs> let the crowd go crazy because I don't want to make him lose his 600th race. Yeah, exactly. See, that, this, like, Moss had had a bad start on Saturday. And Giz had a really good start. Mostert had a good start, and he still couldn't convert the win. Mostert had a good start on Sunday. It's just, unfortunately, Lowndes pulled, like, the best start. Yeah, that's like a low 10-second quarter. Yeah, run. like, he was... <laughs> he needs to he go down, off. like, beat the heat. Yeah, he was <laughs> off. 
Anyway. All right. So we've, we've covered that Lowndes had a rocketing start. Yeah. Yep. Was, we can was, go back to F1. It was now. good. All right. Back to <laughs> F1. Yes. Qualifying. Wow. Uh, well, actually, sorry. We should probably start with practice. All right. Tell me about practice. Mercedes just were not, didn't seem to be all there in practice. Maybe because I'm too busy changing Hamilton's engines. Possibly. Um, I, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. You should not be able to do that. Hamilton should be still taking fucking penalties next race meet. <laughs> and they'll run after that. I do think, yes, they found... Yeah, who did that? I didn't turn my phone on silent. <laughs> I'll turn it off. I agree with you. I think the fact that he Proof now has... That need to be taken out. Yeah, the fact that he has now more brand new motors than anyone else in the field... He's got three is ridiculous. I think if you're pulling a new motor out that has no... I think you, it should be like gearboxes, pretty much. Show that they're broken. Yep. You have to prove that somewhere on data that there was a mechanical problem to pull the engine out. Because the, this is just so much not in the... Like, it's I understand just not it's within, cricket. It's I, not in the spirit of the game. I understand it's within the rules. But, come on now. Like, the rules are set there to stop teams... Big teams like Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, going out and doing this exact thing. I love your 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 argument is come on, meow. <laughs> yeah, come on now, <laughs> come on now. This is not cricket. <laughs> no, and I I do agree. I think it's stupid. I I am I'm still worked up at about it, but bloody hell, he drove a good race though. He did. He stayed out of trouble. I don't think he did any spectacular, but I think he stayed out of trouble and did a great race and just passed cars. Nice and steadily and just chipped away and he got his way up there. And just, he did really good effort. I just wish he was taking the rest of the 30 penalties to next week. I'm sure Rosberg well, does take, as well. He can take 20 next week and then he can only take 10 the week after that. Yeah. And then he's good. And McLaren can try and get their backlog of their 107. Okay. I want to see how fast... Scroll down. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> um... Pascal Wett, look at it, Furlon, that was quick. That's Carlos Sainz and above him, and he's like three tenths faster than him. Okay, what was? He's faster than Gutierrez. He's faster than like. He's faster the field. than Bottas. Yeah. He was one tenth slower than Ricardo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. One tenth slower than Verstappen, and five tenths slower than Rosberg. Far out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he blew the doors off it. He absolutely went out there. I do not know where he got the pace from, but why didn't he? He, did, he went no faster the next time. Yeah, I I know that he went slower, but he oh, he still would have been in the drop zone. Yeah, but still he would have qualified fourteenth with that speed. Yeah, if he could replicate what he'd done the previous time, Ocon he was he very good. Solid weekend from Ocon. I think he did better than expected. He does talk a lot of talk, but... Okay, if he, if he drives well. Well, he was talking about finishing top 10 and qualifying in Q3. No. Yeah. Is that's, it, that's in is the manner, isn't he? Yeah, that's what, is, that's what he said. No, mate, you got to be at least in a Toro Rosso. <laughs> you, you've got to become sort of realistic here and not 100% bullshit. I mean, I know you got to have a bit of confidence, but... That was what you said. Whalen was under pressure versus um, Ocon in practice and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Ocon was doing a better job. He just was. He was faster. And then somehow uh, Pascal just drove. Turned it on in Q1. Q1. He was unbelievable. He might have topped the timesheets at the start with a like a lap like that. He was, what did we look at before? He was one-tenth off Ricardo and Verstappen. Yeah. He's in a manor. Somebody tell the man he's in a manor. Did he cut the track somewhere or what? <laughs> so what happened with Hamilton? Did he just go out and just like, I'm He around? just set a time that was within the 107% rule. Ah, uh, I was wondering what happened with that. Just so he didn't have to go to the stewards to explain that he is fast enough. Yeah, that they're cheating out. with the rules and just yeah. getting too many engines put in. And so. Lies. Lies and slander. It I'm surprised they even did a run. Yeah, I, they just didn't want to have to go through the rigmarole of 
saying we are fast enough. Out in Q2, Saints. Saints, he, bad weekend. Yeah. And I questioned what he was doing in the race there as well when he had the tyre blowout. That's not his own fault, obviously. But The way he drove after it was yeah. very childish, like very amateur. It was very dangerous. He went into that corner. I'm not sure if he thought he was going to be able to turn or whatnot, but with cars coming on the outside... He drove straight across the racing line and then went across the little islands and then span out back out onto the track. It was just not what I'm used to seeing from him. Yeah, it was very odd and just... Very like disappointing. Very he's one of my favourite drivers out there and I was very disappointed in what I was seeing. Q3. Q3. Rosberg did a great job with a four, uh, 146.744. Um, Verstappen was quick. He was quick. He was very, very I quick. thought he could get him. Watching that, I thought Verstappen could get this. When he went out and did that first lap and he was that close to uh, Rosberg, I went, ooh, we're on for a race here. It was unbelievable. So he obviously managed to get the tyres in the window really well. I think that was the big problem everyone was having. Mm-hmm. Um, Raikkonen did a great job as well, actually. You can't take him away from it either. He was not far off. Ricardo was a little bit disappointing, to be honest. Ricardo didn't have the pace this weekend. He always seems slightly off. Yeah, I don't know if they went for a better race car than they did a qualifying car. I'm not sure what the go was there, but... It turned uh, out to be a pretty good race car. Yeah, he got a little lucky as well, but mm. I think he still would have come out somewhere up the top there anyway. It just it, it, it helped him a lot when... His three main rivals that were going to be his competitive rivals. Yeah, all crashed out. All tapped well, not crashed into each out, other. They had a, that run in. So, Michael, onto the race. Yes. The start. What do you think of the incident in Turn 1? I've rewatched this this afternoon. Well, let's start with, do you think there's someone to blame and who is it? A little bit, Max. But there was room. And secondly, mm-hmm. second question for you. Do you think if... All three drivers had the same chance. Would they do it again? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. They're all fighting to like go second into the corner. Kimi, I think, was unfortunate. He sort of got squeezed in the middle. Yeah, look, uh, my view on this, the whole thing was basically Max went into a closing gap. You can actually see he, he ended up two wheels on, over the curb sort of thing, trying to get down the inside. And that's nothing against him. He's always going to do that. But for him to complain about getting squished, he was driving into a space that was going to close. It's a space that you always know you get squished there. You never go on the inside of that corner going, I'm not going to get squished. Everyone in this one, I think, is guilty. Uh, I think Raikkonen probably should have been better at shutting the door on Max earlier. Yeah, if he closed that door, he wouldn't have had the issue. Yeah, he was too slow to do it. Vettel actually took it quite well. Well, Vettel on the th- on the other end probably should have given more room. If you look at where he was going, he was closing that door down to make Raikkonen basically have to straddle. Like how aggressively he turned in, mm. it, it was going to make it as if Raikkonen had to be right on the apex when there was already someone at the inside. Vettel obviously can't see that, but knows it's probably going to be happening. Happen. The door was open, so I think everyone in it's to blame. Yeah, no, no clear person. And for Max to come out and blame everyone else other than uh, himself, I was think a Max bit just childish. needs to like just yeah, not jump the gun a little bit on blaming things. Secondly, Magnussen's crash. Yeah. Do you think they should red flag that earlier? I do. We drove around behind safety car long enough for the fact that we chewed up. I think four or five laps. It was good that they circuit. did red call like red flag it because it took a little longer to fix it. And we could have lost, like, we would have lost Possibly. more laps. Yeah, yeah. But what's the point? Of, we trundled around the safety car for four laps, only for them to let, what, Raikkonen get unlapped and then call it? I think Raikkonen got let go, and as soon as that, then they red flagged the race. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there was definitely something going on there with, they probably just didn't realise how long it was going to take to fix. It was I don't a think big, it, was it would have been a big fix. And you could it's not saying you could just like, Oh, we'll just do enough and we'll get it rest done, you know, tomorrow. Yeah, it it's if if a car's gonna go in there, it's gonna go in there quick. Yeah, if there's no tires there, someone's gonna die. Another controversial one for you. Yep. Hit me. Your view we already talked about two of these drivers. 
on the Verstappen defensive driving uh, with Raikkonen coming up so fast behind him. What do you reckon, mate? There's things you can and can't do, and he's starting to do the things you can't do, even though technically they're within the rules. He's very... He's very... He's starting to move very late, and it's getting very late. He's very Schumacher. Brundle was saying that during the race. He will make... Senna was the same as well. He'll make you make the decision. You can try and pass me, or and we can crash. I don't think... I know he's got to, like, put his foot here, and he's got to assert himself. He's like, I'm here now. You know, you're going to know about me. I don't think he needs to be this aggressive this quick. Honestly, he's not. Th- it's not like that race was the, for a world championship. If he's racing for a world championship and he's like goes on to win it, then I think those things there won't be so frowned upon looking I, back. I think at the moment, my personal view is, um, could be wrong, could be right. Everyone's entitled to one. They're like ourselves. We all have one. Mm-hmm. I think he's moving to too late. I, I don't think you should be l- allowed to defend after especially on a f- straight straight like that where you're going so fast mm-hmm. to move after the other driver's already made their move. I think you should have to assert yourself and take the inside line, the outside line stra- straddle it in the middle and make it difficult but you shouldn't be going down the centre as soon as someone goes to go to the inside line you swerve across in front of them mm-hmm. and they have to hit the brakes Halfway along a straight, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, it, there was a lot of there was some driving going on this weekend that was very bad. There was some of it that wasn't as bad as others, but then there was some that was was pretty bad. Yeah, that, that was just something. It it did get I on my nerves like a little bit because I I honestly think there's going to be a big crash if we go to Monster and he continues driving like this. It's it's possible, like you know, there could be a big crash. Mm. So what else did you take away from the race? Hulk. Good race. Solid Good race. Good race. Best Solid performance. Race. Best finish, I think, in Formula 1. Uh, it's his equal best. He's equal finished best. fourth for fourth. fourth. But it was still like... Uh, I was spewing. I was hoping he could stay ahead of Hamilton to finally get that podium. I would have liked him to He's won a lot of other races outside of Formula 1. And to well, he won Le Mans. Le Mans. Yeah, yeah. The other year, I'm like, come on. Does he? He's a, he's a driver that no one... You can't hate him. No, I actually quite like him. He's one of my favourite drivers. I, I um, I quite like Hulk. I thought Rosberg did quite a good job. He was sort of the class of the field, if if you could say that much. Like he, he just went out the front and just did exactly what he needed to do. Yeah, he he, he couldn't have done anything more yeah. for that race. And he was obviously a little bit frustrated that Hamilton managed to like climb the whole way back to third. Yeah, you can't take um, anything away from Hamilton. What a job he got. But you must, like, back to third. you could see, like, he how got lucky a little bit with he did some with of the, the incidents. incidents. But yeah, he he did a great job. Poor button. Yeah, it just keeps on happening. Red Bull. Yeah, mate. What about them? I thought they were going to be stronger on their tires than they were. If you notice that they were just as weak as everyone else, if not weaker. And yeah, I, I honestly thought they'd be better on them. Daniel looked like he was sort of coasting nearly the we whole race. Fourteen seconds behind. Daniel was never pushing for the win. Well, I think he did right at, at the, the start. start yeah. At the start, yeah, but definitely after the s- first pit stop, I think they worked out that they were... They were just going for the race. We'll hold this second. position. They yep. end up fighting Hulkenberg. He had a good little fight with Hulkenberg for a bit. Hulkenberg, unfortunately, lost out due to the red flag because he just pitted. Yeah, yep. And sort of gave Hamilton and Ros- um. Hamilton too, but Rosberg and Raikkonen a free kick in the such as they didn't have to, you know, they weren't going to lose track position by getting those new tyres on. Yep. And actually, something that I messaged you throughout the race was, what's your thoughts on Hulkenberg um, during the red flag going, can we unload some fuel or, you know, is there anything that we can do to run at optimal? Well, exactly. They they did go out there and have ha- how many car uh, laps? It was like four laps or something under mm. virtual safety car where they would have been burning, burning bugger off fuel compared to normal. So they would they would have all been overfueled. So they probably would have all run rich to the end. Yeah. Well, they well they said they couldn't empty any fuel, but they could do some additional start procedures to try and burn more fuel, which I thought was a Smart idea for the driver to sitting there and be like, hey guys, 
drain my tank. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's a, it was it was a good idea. It's a shame that they couldn't do anything in pit lane. Just sit there, just like what? Well, they did say they were going to start it and run it through some processes to burn some fuel off. Yeah, just sit there, like why is he revving it? He's got like four kilos more than he needs. Um, for Cindy, I think they did one of the best jobs they've done all year. They actually their pace was that good. I thought they could actually Williams in the champion in the constructors. Yeah, yeah. Well, they well, they finished fourth. fifth and sixth last night. Um, they did a great job themselves, and I honestly thought some a part of that race that they were going to threaten Daniel for second. I, I I thought that. I thought there was a, every possibility that you know, Hulkenberg could be really fighting throughout the whole race. Yeah, yeah. He was very strong, uh, especially before the red flag. Because I think after that they put him on a set of. Use softs again, or they kept him on the same old tires. Everyone went on to new tires, yeah, possibly, yes. And he stayed on the same ones that he already had, so then he was on the back foot from there. Yep, didn't work. I guess they just didn't have any new tires to keep him, they didn't have enough sets, obviously. Yeah, I agree. Alonso, another great drive. Wow, coming from the back of the grid in seventh, that is an awesome effort. Uh, and other than that, for my notes, shoeys. Shoeys, mate. Shoeys. Yeah. Well, Who's going? I, I, I did not expect that. Not uh, like not. N- Honestly, I don't think Weber expected it either. <laughs> All I got out of that video, though, was far out. It doesn't take much to get Weber to do something. <laughs> yeah. Little mate, bit. I'm of- not drinking out of that. Two seconds later. Come on, Aussie pride. <laughs> it was like ah, oh, and Ricardo was just like his smile couldn't get any bigger. Yeah, he was pretty happy about he it. He was really happy. Like, mate, you were more, you're a legend. That yeah, was, he that made was... all of Australia proud and uh, great effort by both of them. Uh, it it was, that was, it was good. And I I like shoeys. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing a shoey. Oh, I contemplated after our win in the grand final and you know, our indoor cricket game on Friday, but my shoes have been worn for far too many games. <laughs> yeah, and we had a big cup to drink out of. Like, do it out of the trophy. Like, why aren't you pouring the champagne into your trophy and drinking out of that? Yeah, this is true. I mean, I know this one here had like it was a cup like, but it did have it did have a big split down the middle of it. Like, I just want like the German one should just be like a big stein. <laughs> That's big what gold stein. a big gold oh, stein with a stem and mounted on a wooden plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you everyone for joining us on our first episode back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, it is. It's it's been a while. You remember to hit us up at Facebook um, at Breaking Late. Next week we will be drawing the T-shirt. It's been a while, but we'll announce the winner on the show next week. Yes. So listen to the show if you want to know who won the T-shirt. What were the terms on that one again, Michael? You got to like, subscribe, and tag a mate in a post. And it can't be that much. There's not much posted on our page. Yep. Okay. It's been so long. It really has. I know we're going, but I just want to chat. (laughs) (laughs) My friend's out on the internet land. Yes. Uh, We very much appreciate all of you. Yes, all of you out there, whoever's listening. So don't forget to hit us up on facebook.com forward slash breaking late. If you've got anything you want to send us, it's breakinglate at gmail.com.au. Twitter's breakinglate underscore FM. You know, it's the at breaking late. It's the same thing. You know how Twitter works. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, looking forward to Monza. All right. Catch you later, guys. Bye.